Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction, coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Uh, Great to have all of you with us. And if you're in the frigid part of the country, hope you're staying warm, hope you're well, and uh, thanks uh, for taking time to join us here on the program today. We're going to talk about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You know, it was Pope Benedict who has said that devotion to the Sacred Heart is what he calls irreplaceable and indispensable for a sound Christian life. Devotion to the Sacred Heart is truly the heart of our faith. And how would you describe your devotion to the Sacred Heart, and how does the Lord's Sacred heart touch your life and impact your faith. Well, we're going to talk about that today. And our spiritual director, uh, Father Jim Kabicki, a Jesuit priest and director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota, is going to to join us here in just a few minutes to talk about uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But uh, we want to talk a little bit about Lent first, uh, two days away from Ash Wednesday, beginning of our journey through Lent. And uh, we want to talk about that today and talk more specifically about Father Rocky's Lenten Lent lessons on the Mass. And we thought, rather than have uh, Chuck Neff talk about this, we'd have Father Rocky himself talk about it. And so Father Rocky joins us. uh, And uh, Father Rocky, great to have you with us on The Inner Life today. Chuck, it's great to be with you. And you're right, it's frigid cold out there. And my drive up from (laughs) Chicago to Green Bay today stopped uh, near Racine, Wisconsin, to fill up uh, the gas tank and get some window washer fluid for the windows and it was four below zero and the wind was howling and it goes right through your coat and right through your gloves and your hat so um be safe out there but yes just uh, two days away from now is ash wednesday february 17th beginning of this season of grace it's a season of grace 40 days to walk in the footsteps of jesus who spent 40 days in prayer and fasting before his public ministry every year the church reminds us it's a season for a little bit extra prayer, a little bit extra sacrifice, and a little bit extra almsgiving. And we like to help our listeners uh, stay connected and encourage them every step of the way. I think we all have um, wonderful ideas and desires, but we need a little extra support. So Relevant Radio is here to support you. Ever since I was a kid, um, Chuck, I realized that during the Lenten season, Um, There's a big increase in the number of people who attend daily Mass. And uh, you'll see two or three or four times as many people going to daily Mass in their parish. So people have a sense as Catholics, if I want to do something more for God during the season, well, maybe I could go to to Mass more frequently. So the the point of the Lenten lessons of the Mass that uh, Relevant Radio will offer you again uh, again this year is to help you learn more about the Mass. And I've observed over the years, if you learn your faith, you're much more likely to practice it. You're much more likely to live it. Mm. 
And if you live it, you're going to love it. And if you love your faith, you'll never leave it. So the beginning step, the first step is learn more about your faith. And we hear this on Relo Radio all the time. Our number one testimony is, I never learned so much about my religion. I went to Catholic school for eight years or 12 years or 16 years. I've never learned so. And people are really grateful about that because if you learn it, then you're much more likely to live it. If you live it, you will love it. And you love it, you will never leave it. So, oh, I don't know, about eight years ago when we started on Facebook here at Relo Radio, I wanted to do something special uh, for the 6,000 people who followed my page. And I said, I'm going to post um, something every day about the Mass, and I'll find a picture to illustrate it. And uh, that was a good discipline for me, and it was well-received by the audience, and, and then I forgot about it. But Damien Schmidt, who is Director of Global Digital Media here, kept a copy of all those lessons. So a couple of years ago, we said, well, let's see if people want to receive them by email. And about 6,000 people signed up. And then last year we did it again, about 40,000 people signed up. And this year we're expecting over 100,000 people to get these daily emails. And you get three things with the email. You get uh, text, which describes uh, a certain lesson on the Mass, certain aspect of the Mass. And that's about, oh, 150 to 200 words. It takes you a minute or two to read it. Or you can click on the audio file and hear that. But this year we've got something completely new. We've got a two- to three-minute video step-by-step step going through the Mass. Now, we weren't able to do all of the Mass in 40 lessons. We were able to do half of it right up to the readings. But it's shot in high-definition video because the team here said, you know, we can't keep giving people the same old, same old, what can we do? And I said, well, what, do you, what do you want to do? So, well, maybe make some videos. I said, we're radio. And they said, well, we're not totally radio. We, we stream the video of the Mass every day. We stream the Rosary every day. And I said, well... I'll tell you what, when you bring a film crew in, and uh, we'll film this next week. I've got Monday afternoon available. I've got Tuesday afternoon available. Um, I'm not using a script. We're not using a teleprompter. I'm just going to talk, and then it's up to you guys to uh, edit it. And they've just done a marvelous job. Uh, it really has wow. exceeded expectations. This is high-definition video. The lighting's great. And I invite you in sort of behind-the-scenes explanation of the sacristy, the vestments, the sacred vessels, the tabernacle, the altar, the meaning of it. I reference uh, citations from Old Testament, from New Testament, from canon law, from theology, from philosophy. And I try to deliver it in a way where it's easily understandable. And the editor of the film um, sometimes put words up on the screen, if you might not be familiar with the word. I mean, this goes back to uh, a revelation or an aha moment I had, oh, I'm going to say about 10 years ago or so, when Benedict XVI, who was still Pope, um, released a book called Light of the World. Light of the World. Maybe this was 2012. And it was in the question-and-answer format with a journalist. And a journalist was asking about renewal of the Church, renewal of culture, renewal of human society. And Benedict said, all renewal depends on the Holy Eucharist. That's the statement he made. All renewal depends on the Holy Eucharist. It doesn't depend upon finance. It doesn't depend upon technology. It does not depend about on education. He said, all authentic, sustainable renewal of human culture, human family, human society, church depends on the Holy Eucharist. And then he made a statement, which when I first read it, I went over it quickly, and I stopped, and I said, Wait a second, what did he just say? And this is what the Pope said. He said, the Holy Eucharist is the event, is the event 
that is at the center of everything. Now, that sounds like a very simple statement, but then I realize, wait a second, this is Joseph Ratzinger, the great theologian who chooses his words very carefully, and they have a lot of meaning in them. Let's, let's pull it apart. The Holy Eucharist, right? Jesus Christ, truly present, body, blood, soul, divinity, really, truly, substantially present, Holy Eucharist is the event, right? N- not um, something that's done, but something that's active, that's at the center of everything, Right, so that's all reality, visible and invisible. That's the universe, it's the world, it's the planet, it's the human race, it's nations, it's government, it's it's the center of everything. So everything everything in reality, visible and invisible, depends on the Holy Eucharist. So if we sideline the Holy Eucharist, it has devastating consequences for human history, human culture, human society. And that's why I'm convinced that the energy that defends life from the moment of conception to natural death is very rooted in the Holy Eucharist, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, we need to really help our audience learn more and understand more about the Mass because you can't love what you do not know. So I want to invite all of our listeners today, if you haven't already, please sign up for this free content every day, very high-quality content, two or three minutes, so it's something manageable, and you can watch it on your computer or on your laptop, on your desktop. You can watch it on your phone. You can beam it to your big screen TV, or you can just listen to it. You don't have to even watch it, right? So you go to relevantradio.com or the Relevant Radio app and sign up for the Lenten lesson on the Mass. And maybe you could share that with others. We had a, a number of Catholic high schools last year. The religion teachers found this, and they asked uh, all of their high school students to download the Relevant Radio app and get the Lenten lessons, and they'd play them during their class, and then they'd discuss it. And so I made their job a little bit easier. But then they also, uh, the youngsters discovered all sorts of the great content on that app, like the yeah. prayers before Mass, the prayers after Mass, or your daily podcast, In Conversation with God, which I don't want to make you blush, and we can't see you blushing on radio anyway, but I'm going I'm to make you blush. Uh, Chuck, you're the voice behind the number one daily Catholic podcast in English in the world. And many people don't know that. It's the number one daily Catholic podcast in English in the world. How do we know that? Because we know how many listens it gets. We know the world of Catholic podcasts. We also know that it's the only daily Catholic podcast in English. Because <laughs> most of them are weekly. I, I don't know if I knew that. Wow. Yeah. It's most of them are weekly or monthly. Well, there might be others that are weekly, but we get um, we get tens of thousands of listens of that every day. And that was a two or three wow. year project for you, wasn't it? Well, we, we yeah, almost four years, to be honest with yep. you. And I've got about uh, two more to do, Father Rocky. Oh, and uh, we will have completed the seven volumes of uh, In Conversation with God. So uh, that should get done this week. Uh, but uh, if um, let me just mention, too, if you're just joining us, Father Rocky, our executive director, is joining us here on The Inner Life. Father Jim Kabicki is going to join us oh, great. Uh, in a few minutes, too, uh, in terms of uh, talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But uh, Father Rocky, and again, it's uh, Father Rocky's. Lenten Lessons on the Mass, just go to the website, RelevantRadio.com, click on the banner, and also on the Relevant Radio app. I know on the Inner Life tomorrow, we're going to be talking about Shrove Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, certainly Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. We're going to be talking about uh, Ash Wednesday. But one of the points I'm going to make, and I'm going to let you make it right here for all of us, I mean, I think we have the opportunity, and certainly these lessons on the Mass can help all of us 
really after a very tumultuous, um, dry, uh, arid, desert-like year uh, as we enter this Lent, to make this Lent the best one ever? Oh, I think so. You know, because you learn more about it. And if you look through um, the 2,000 years of um, Catholic history, there have been moments of great flourishing of the faith, and that has affected um, secular culture as well in arts, literature, uh, education, science, architecture, and all that. I'm thinking especially the 13th century, which is very rich in Eucharistic um, theology. So it was the Fourth Council of Lateran, I think 1215, which uh, defined the dogma of the transubstantiation. I know that's a big word. It's really loaded with meaning. It's a very, very Catholic word. But it led to um, the teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas. It led to these magnificent Eucharist hymns, which we still use today, 800 years later. It led to the building of Notre Dame in Paris and Chartres in um, France and uh, the Cathedral of Orvieto in Italy and many of these magnificent Gothic cathedrals around the world led to the building of the Cathedral and Basilica of St. Francis of Assisi in Assisi. And you look at these buildings, how did they ever do something like that? What faith they had. Faith, absolutely, and geometry. As a great Thomistic philosopher, Gilson would say, they had faith, but they also had geometry, faith and reason. And so anything we can do to uh, to teach and catechize people about the faith, especially Eucharist, is very important. Now, you've heard that saying, ignorance is bliss, but actually ignorance, lack of knowledge, is weakness. You're, you're, you can't defend yourself. You are really at a disadvantage if you don't know things. So that's uh, a, a key thing we're trying to do here at Relevant Radio. You do it so well every day. Chuck, with the uh, guests you have on your shows, the priests who are out there in the trenches, working with the people, working with souls, passing on their pastoral knowledge and advice. It really helps them. So I want to encourage everyone uh, today, sign up at RelevantRadio.com or in the Relevant Radio app for these free daily Lenten lessons on the Mass this year, video version, high definition. We call it the premium edition. And best of all, it's free, free. Why do we do things for free? Because <laughs> Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. And then once every three months, we ask our listeners to support us and those who can do. God bless them. And it works. Yeah. Well, Father Rocky, uh, God bless you. Uh, Thanks for all of the great work you do uh, leading us at Relevant Radio. Thanks uh, for taking a little bit of time in what I know is a busy, busy day for you. Thanks so much, Chuck. And say hi to Father Jim Kabicki for us because he does a wonderful thing. I always like listening to his reflections every day. God bless you. God bless you as well. And again, uh, Father Rocky, the Lenten Masses, you can sign up. And uh, you'll start getting them uh, on Wednesday, February 17th, on Ash Wednesday. All you have to do is go to the website or the relevant radio app, click on the banner, and you will be signed up for these Lenten lessons on the Mass from our Executive Director, Father Rocky. We are going to be talking today about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And uh, what's your devotion to the Sacred Heart, your experience of that, and maybe a time in your journey of faith when you felt the love and and passion of our Lord's Sacred Heart. We'd love to hear the story. And Father Jim Kabicki is going to be joining us here in just a few minutes to talk about that. And uh, phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app.
This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Mark, chapter 8, verses 11 through 13. The Pharisees came forward and began to argue with Jesus, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. He sighed from the depth of his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Amen, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. Then he left them, got into the boat again, and went off to the other shore. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life today. I'm Chuck Knapp, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, uh, Jim Schaefer, answering your phone calls today, and joining us as our spiritual director. Let's say hello to Father Jim Kabicki. Father Jim is one of our regular contributors, a Jesuit priest, uh, director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota. You just heard, and you can hear his uh, prayer reflections throughout the day all across the relevant radio network. And um, always like to mention, uh, that uh, Father Jim is also uh, the author of several books, but A Heart on Fire, all about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which is uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Father Jim Kabicki, welcome to the program today. How are you doing today? Thank you, Chuck. Good to be with you. Uh, it was uh, 25 below out here in South Dakota this morning, but it's warmed up to 8 below now, and the sun is shining bright, so uh, I'm, I'm always grateful for the sun on days like this. <laughs> Rather balmy in South, South Dakota today, but uh, it's uh, good to have you with us. I, we're going to talk about the Sacred Heart. I want to make sure you know our phone lines are open, so let's get those open, then we'll get into our discussion. 888-914-9149 if you'd like to join us uh, on the program today, and of course our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But as we talk about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, what is your experience of the Sacred Heart? Maybe that time in uh, your faith journey when you felt that love and compassion of our Lord's Sacred Heart. We'd love to hear the story, and again, toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. So Father Jim Kabicki, get us started, and I guess um, when we talk about uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, what do we mean? And I think maybe my other question, here we are in the middle of February, where <laughs> it's uh, cold, 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 cold. And um, as we talk about the Sacred Heart, I know you wanted to mention, why you wanted to talk about this today specifically because? Because it's the feast of a Jesuit by the name of St. Claude Le Colombier, who was the spiritual director of St. Margaret Mary. And you might know St. Margaret Mary, of course, was the visitation sister in the 1600s to whom Jesus appeared and revealed his heart on fire with love for humanity. And so the symbolism that we see 
enders and statues of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. That comes that goes down uh, all the way to the 1600s, where uh, Jesus revealed his heart under under that kind of symbol. And so St. Claude Le Colombier was a St. Margaret Mary's spiritual director who confirmed that these were authentic apparitions of Jesus. And he, in turn, developed a deep devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And an interesting thing for our listeners, especially out in the Los Angeles area, is that uh, in 1990, the miracle that led to his canonization occurred right there in the Los Angeles area. The Carmelite Sisters of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus of Los Angeles had a an acute care hospital, and there was a Jesuit priest there who was a um, missionary in China and had been imprisoned for five years. And uh, as a result of the mistreatment, he developed a number of severe health issues, uh, including uh, a pulmonary fibrosis in his lungs. And he was terminally ill in February of 1990, and another Jesuit, Father Parrish, came to him with a relic of, of, at that time, Blessed Claude, and prayed through Blessed Claude's intercession for Father Houle's um, healing. And uh, Father uh, Houle was, John Houle was his name, a Jesuit priest, he was miraculously uh, cured and lived on for a number of years after that. And this was the miracle that was presented to Pope St. John Paul II, which led to his canonization. So uh, I'm always grateful to the Carmelite Sisters of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus of Los Angeles um, for the ways that they uh, helped, let's say, bring about the canonization of St. Claude. Well, and then talk about, uh, I guess maybe one of my questions, because I, if we have time, I think we will. We'll talk about the the attitudes um, that uh, of of those with a devotion to the Sacred Heart. And I sit here and look at these, love and gratitude, apostolic commitment, dedication to Christ and His saving work. And um, I look at those attitudes, and I think I, ha- I think I have that. But I'm not so sure I would say I have a devotion to the Sacred Heart. So my question to you, for my question, Father Jim Kabicki, how does Chuck Neff make the Sacred Heart of, of Jesus a bigger part of my faith, and for anybody else uh, thinking that today, what what are some tips to really walk deeper into this really beautiful, beautiful devotion? Well, it's it's a matter of going deeper. You know, the the heart is a symbol of the uh, deepest interior of a person. And so basically, it's it's a matter of going deeper into uh, the heart of Jesus. And of of course, prayers are, are very helpful. There's so many different prayers. There's a, a litany to the Sacred Heart that can be reflected upon. But I think, for, for me, one of the, the best ways that I have found to take on these attitudes of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is by reflecting on the Gospels and um, imagining what was going on in the heart of Jesus. What was going on in his interior? What was he thinking? What was he feeling? Um, yesterday we had the beautiful gospel of, uh, of the cure of the leper in Mark chapter 1. And, you know, the leper comes up to him and says, you know, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus says, of course I want to. And we can just imagine how his heart went out with compassion to this leper. Uh, today we have Jesus being uh, asked for a sign. And um, and he, you can see irritation in him because 
is, you know, people always want signs uh, as proof uh, rather than making an act of faith in my love. And, and so we see the heart of Jesus in this case toward the Pharisees and scribes being impatient with them and uh, wanting so much more for them. So if we reflect on those movements of the heart of Jesus, it will help us to take on those attitudes and, and uh, feelings ourselves. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, talking today about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. What's your story? Uh, when did uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus become a, a bigger, deeper devotion in your life, and how has the Sacred Heart impacted your faith? We'd love to hear the story again, toll free. If you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Jim, let's uh, take some phone calls for you, and let's start with Bobby listening in La Quinta, California. Hi, Bobby. Welcome to the program today. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Father Jim. I appreciate you taking my call. Real quickly, um, my son was involved in an accident. He was driving the car with four other boys, not being responsible, turning the lights on and off. He ran off the road into a boulder. Everybody was hurt. Um, They had to pull everybody out, but the person, his best friend in the passenger seat, was not wearing a seatbelt, the only one not wearing a seatbelt. He probably should have been the worst hurt, was not hurt at all. And after we were at the wrecking yard cleaning out the car, um, we looked under his seat and there was a sacred heart prayer card from the week before our good friend had passed. And we just got goosebumps. We thought, wow, because there's no other explanation. He should have been really badly hurt, thrown through the windshield into the bolt. You know, there's no explanation. So I just wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. Well, Bobby, thank you for that, because, uh, you know, that, that is part of uh, the way some people express their devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, as you said, it was, it was uh, some people would say it was an accident, but we who believe know that it was providential. It was a God incident that uh, that card should be in the car at that time. But uh, carrying an image of Jesus with us is is uh, um, is a great tradition that goes back to France in the 1700s, and that's the origin of a Sacred Heart badge that some people will pin to their clothing or keep in their pocket or hold close to themselves, put it in their wallet maybe, and carry that image with them. Uh, because throughout history there have been instances of uh, Jesus miraculously protecting people from plagues and from other uh, illnesses and accidents and uh, certainly Bobby the the story of your son is is another contemporary example of that so thank you for sharing that with us yeah thank you Bobby good to have you on the program today and do I presume Father Jim you hear stories like this all the time well, I, I do, oh, especially when I was in the apostleship of prayer, um, the Jesuit apostolate. Now it's a papal apostolate run by Jesuits in which uh, prom- we promoted devotion to the heart of Jesus. And uh, so I would often give talks and hear stories from other people uh, like the one that Bobby shared with us. And um, again, it's it's meant to increase our faith. It's not magic. It's not superstition. But it's a way of saying, Jesus, I want your heart to beat next next to mine. I want to stay close to your sacred heart. And I know that if I am there, you said, come to me, all you who are burdened and find life uh, difficult and, and take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. 
Uh, and so Jesus invites us to draw close to him, and, and one way that we symbolize that is with a Sacred Heart badge or uh, carrying an image of Jesus or having an image of Jesus in our homes. Yeah. Bobby, thanks again. Nice to have you on the program. Let's head to Colorado. John listening in Salita, Colorado. Hello, John. Welcome. Uh, and you're on the air with Father Jim Kabicki. Well, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. And thank you, Father Jim, for your uh, book, A Heart on Fire. Uh, I go back to it often and, and read it. Um, my devotion to the Sacred Heart probably started when I was three, four years old. My grandmother had uh, two pictures of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary on the wall in the bedroom, and that sort of stuck with me. Fast forward now, uh, 50, six, almost 60 years, um, I've found that every devotion, whether it be the Sacred Heart or the Divine Mercy, because I struggled with this for a while, like which one would be a better devotion, but I've finally sort of come to the conclusion that everything, was what devotion it is, it's, it flows from the heart of Jesus. Um, so that's just kind of my experience with that, and I thank you for taking my call. Yeah, well. Thank you, John, and I'm, I'm glad you found my book helpful. And uh, as, as I mentioned in there, too, um, you know, that every devotion you write, it, it flows from um, other saints' devotion to Jesus, and the heart is the symbol of that deep love of Jesus. And um uh, I'm glad you brought up Divine Mercy, because many people thought, oh, well, that's a replacement for the Sacred Heart of Jesus. But um, in my book, I, I talk about that and show how um, St. Faustina, in her diary, always speaks about the heart of Jesus, that uh, the revelations that she received um, uh, in the presence of the Eucharist, uh, Jesus, she addressed as the, the sacred heart of Jesus, most sacred heart of Jesus. Everything in there is about the heart of Jesus, which is the source of mercy. So, so divine mercy comes from the heart of Jesus, and uh, we can show our devotion to that heart by means of divine mercy devotions, uh, or, as, as I've been describing also, um, trying to enter into the heart of Jesus through the gospel. So, John, uh, I'm glad you called, and I'm glad you liked my book. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, John. And again, it's A Heart on Fire by Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, on the program today talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And again, phone lines are open. Uh, how would you describe your devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, take another phone call. And Sister Elizabeth, listening in Los Angeles. Hello, Sister. Welcome to the program. How are you today? I presume it's going to be a little bit warm out in Los Angeles. Well, yes, warmer than where you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, God bless you. Um, You know, I just wanted to share uh, the the Sacred Heart, my Sacred Heart devotion, uh, has helped me to have a greater understanding of Jesus' humanity and his love for me and for others, which has helped me so much not only in my own personal life of feeling loved, but in my ministry, as I serve in my ministry, other people, because I'm more aware of the love he has for the people I I meet in my ministry, which even helps me to um, give more of myself. Um, And also, I read in, uh, it was a devotion, Consoling the Heart of Jesus, uh, the book by uh, Father Gately, I believe, and 
in there he wrote about, it's not an exact quote probably, but the meaning was when Jesus was in the agony of the garden, how he suffered. There's no time or space for God. So the sins from the beginning of time to the ones today that we're committing today or will be committed tomorrow went upon him that day in the agony of the garden. So my sins are in there, and being a sinner myself. Um, but what helped me is that that the fact that even though he took on my sins, yes, and he, thanks be to God, he's our Savior, but he also saw me giving my life to him today, which consoled his heart. So I don't have to hang on to my past sins and my past, because, okay, yes, I did that. I've asked forgiveness. But now what am I going to do to be that consoling part of when he suffered in the agony of the garden? So for me, that was awesome <laughs> to, to hear that. I was like, wow, because it's true. God has no time or space. So what I'm doing today consoled him in that terrible suffering. Yeah. Mm. What a be- what a beautiful thought, sister, and and it it is so true. You know the 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 sense of of Jesus being consoled by us today, and that He is um, out. Uh, you know, He being divine too. He's outside of time, and there's that sense of of our um, giving Him consolation now. Um, also brought consolation to Him in in uh, that agony in the garden. In in fact, it. You know, there's in Luke's gospel, the, there's an angel present, and I can't help thinking, you know, that all of us who console him are, 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 as it were, an angel that was present to him in that moment in the garden. And I'm, I'm so glad you also mentioned, you know, the, the how devotion to the heart of Jesus um, helps us be more aware of, of his humanity, that he loved with a human heart. And I often like to invite people to consider, you know, what brings a tear to your eye and a lump to your throat. What moves you with compassion toward others? Um, and imagine, you know, that that is the same feeling of compassion that Jesus had in his earthly life and uh, now in the glory of heaven continues to experience um, as he reaches out to a suffering world through us. So um, great, great addition to our program. Thank you, Sister Elizabeth. Yeah, Sister Elizabeth, great to have you on the program today. Thanks uh, for joining us. Father Jim Kabicki is our spiritual director talking about the sacred heart of Jesus. What's been your experience of the sacred heart? That time may be in your journey of faith when you felt the love and compassion of our Lord's sacred heart. We'd love to hear the story if you'd like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149, our email address, Life. At relevantradio.com, we will get right back to some more phone calls. Stay with us. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you missed part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. 
Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life today. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director. Father Jim is a Jesuit priest, director of the St. Francis Mission on the Rosebud Reservation in western South Dakota. You, of course, can hear his prayer reflections throughout the day all across the relevant radio network. And I always like to point out um, the St. Francis Mission, uh, great, great work out there. If you'd like more information on what they're doing out there in western South Dakota, sfmission.org, sfmission.org. And uh, you can see um, very directly all the good work that uh, Father Jim and everybody out there in western South Dakota are doing in that area of our country. Father Jim is also the author of several books, A Year of Daily Offerings and a Heart on Fire, and that is on the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which is what we are talking about today. And uh, just uh, check that out, uh, A Heart on Fire, Father Jim Kabicki, if you'd like uh, more information on uh, this great devotion to the Sacred Heart. And a little bit of time left in the program if you'd like to join us. So your devotion to the Sacred Heart, what's uh, that like for you? 888-914-9149, our toll-free phone number into the studio. So, Father Jim, let's head uh, back to the phones. And Diane, listening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hello, Diane. Thanks uh, for joining us today. Hi. Hi. Uh, So glad you got my call. So my devotion to the Sacred Heart started when I was um, around, I'm 67 years old, I'm a retired doctor of uh, oriental medicine, and I run a Mother of Mercy acupuncture for addictions. Anyway, I was an addict when I was 18 years old in in San Diego, and when I would walk to work, um, I would stop into this Catholic church, and inside it was so dark, it was 6 o'clock in the morning. And this presence filled that church in front of this little box with a red candle. God's presence, Jesus' presence. And it was scary, but it was so strong. So when I came home from San Diego to Albuquerque, uh, I was going to, you know, drug in and and, uh, acting out a kind of a crazy life. And I was going to commit suicide. And... um, I was on my knees crying, and I said, God, if you're real, I need to know if you're real. If you're not real, I'm checking the heck out of here. And then I just sobbed on the floor. And then when I lifted my head, this voice came, I am. And it was God the Father. And then I, and I didn't want to kill myself because I had so many questions about life and human beings and sin. And anyway, I went to the next day was... Uh, Monday, I went to a Catholic bookstore, and I saw this picture of the Sacred Heart. And I said, I remember my grandmother in Santa Fe had this picture of Jesus in the Sacred Heart. Who is he? I know he's up in heaven somewhere, you know. So I pick up this book, and I realized this, after I read The Life of St. Margaret Mary in this book, I realized, my God, this Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago is truly present at Mass. He's truly present in this this tabernacle is box. Oh my God, this blows me away. So I finished the book on a first Friday. Friday. So I said, hey, I heard there's a mass going on at a, a, a parish, Annunciation. So I went there, and it was given a mass given by the uh, monks from the Preface Monastery, Benedictines, honoring the Sacred Heart. Anyway, at this parish, I had a beautiful experience of the resurrected Christ and these rays coming out of his heart during the Mass. And this this resurrected Christ, Jesus stood next to the priest with these rays coming out of his heart. And, and I thought, 
and I can't tell whether my eyes were opened or closed. And uh, it was just this powerful presence. And um, he walked among the people, knew everything about them, everything exposed you like me did before this presence, nothing is hidden. And uh, this uh, nun spoke in tongues. It was a charismatic mass. And I didn't know about charismatic speaking in tongues and any of that stuff. So anyway, this nun prophesied or, or interpreted the tongue, and it was Jesus saying, I am in your midst. I love you. I know everything about you. Nothing is hidden from me. I know who you bring in your heart for conversion and for healing. And I will heal you because you are mine. Anyway, she said everything that I saw, and that changed my life. I went back on another Mass to um, the Feast of Corpus Christi, and I was so full of joy because I knew Jesus was going to be there at this Mass. And when the priest came out with the Blessed Sacrament, my heart lit up like a fire. And this voice came, and he said, he whispers to me, I know that you know that I'm here. And my life has changed. You know, mm-hmm. I came with RCIA and became a Catholic. And, and um, anyway, I opened up a clinic for, uh, I think, God's mercy. Uh, flowing through me, I had compassion on those with drug addictions, homeless, mentally ill people. So I had Mother of Mercy acupuncture. I'm retired right now, but like yesterday, I still took in three people that were homeless at my home during the snow. They had no place to go. Gave them some hot soup. Had them see a little film on conversion and Christ, and they went their way. Hopefully they come back for some spiritual work, I hope. Or, yeah. you know, some, some of them are not Catholic. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's how I feel how Jesus, my prayer is, Lord, Let's be one in heart, you and me, I and you, together, to finish this work wow. that I have left on this earth. Well, Diane, that's beautiful, and and what you bring out is, you know, there is a deep connection between the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Eucharist. That if we believe Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist, in the tabernacle, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and that includes His Sacred Heart. So His heart is beating for us right now in the tabernacle. And the other thing you bring out that I think is so important when we talk about devotion to the heart of Jesus is that it's not just a Jesus and me relationship. Yes, it is very intimate, very uh, close, but it's it's always to take on the attitudes and feelings of the heart of Jesus and to lead us to have greater charity and love toward others. So uh, how it leads you in your current service of, of acupuncture and also uh, helping um, a home, homeless people, that that's beautiful, Diane. Thanks so much for your witness. Yeah, Diane, thank you. A beautiful story. We appreciate you joining us on The Inner Life today. Let's take another phone call. Joe, listening in Staten Island, New York. Hi, Joe. Uh, welcome. Good to have you on the program today. Hey, guys. This is uh, Joe, and I just got a quick story for you. Uh, the Sacred Heart has been part of my family probably for about 100 years. I, I'm 78. I grew up with pictures of the Sacred Heart. And one of my favorites was the uh, Agony in the Garden. I don't know if you know that picture. It's 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 a gorgeous 
where Christ actually seems peaceful in the garden praying. But uh, more modern was uh, we have a wall in our home with all of the family members dating back uh, at least uh, over 100 years. And on that wall, we have a picture of the Sacred Heart. And the eyes on the Sacred Heart were so real that my granddaughters, when they walked across the room, they said, Grandpa, the eyes are following me. So what they did when I wasn't looking, they put sunglasses on the Sacred Heart. So uh, I, I, uh, the devotion is there. The Sacred Heart has been part of my family, and hopefully going forward, it'll be part of their families as they create their own. And, and that's my story, guys, and you're doing a great job there. Please keep it up. Well, thank you, Joe. And, you know, you bring out a very important connection, too, that so much of devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus involves families and family life and generations. And uh, it's a beautiful story to have the, the pictures of, of family going back generations and then the current generations, and they have the Sacred Heart in the middle of all that as as the heart of the family. That that was part of the revelation of Jesus to St. Margaret Mary, basically telling her that he wanted to be the heart of all of our families. And so you, you gave us a good example of that, Joe. Thank you. Yeah, Joe. G- great image for all of us. Uh, thanks uh, for joining us on the program uh, today. And uh, Father Jim, I almost put it uh, in the introduction to the show today. It's, uh, it has not escaped me that yesterday was Valentine's Day, where hearts aglore. And here we are the day after talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Yes, I, I love the the fact that St. Claude the great apostle of the Sacred Heart, spiritual director of St. Margaret Mary, that he died on the 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, which in, in many ways is it, we've forgotten the origin of, of St. Valentine, that there was uh, at least three saints with that name. But it's sort of a celebration of romantic love. And I, I like to say that it's good for us on this day, the day after Valentine's Day, having celebrated romantic love, to realize that the heart of Jesus is a symbol of the truest, deepest love there ever was and is, and that this heart of Jesus wants to romance us, wants us to have a very intimate, passionate relationship with him. And so um, I think it's, it's great to be talking about this today on the day after Valentine's Day with all the hearts to look at that true heart from which all love, you could say, takes its source. So that's what I had to think about when I when I uh, considered that today was the um, the Feast of St. Claude. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, let's uh, take another phone call. Eileen, listening in St. Charles, Illinois. Hello, Eileen. Welcome to The Inner Life. Oh, hello. Uh, I enjoy your program so much. Thank you so much. Um, uh, the, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, I always pray to because we said the family rosary every night with Mom. That would have been like 100 years ago. And uh, she uh, would say, uh, at the end of the rosary, she would always say, Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Three times, Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, pray for us. And uh, I never forgot that, and it gave me a strong devotion to our Sacred Heart. And uh, I I call my brother down in a seminary in Missouri, 
and uh, we say the Hail Mary together, and then we'll say, Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. And then he'll always say at the end, Sacred Heart of Jesus, be praised. And then we'll we'll say that every day. And uh, the other thing I remember is my dad used to wear the um, the Sacred Heart badge on his shirt. He had a whole bunch of medals that he would wear, and uh, that was one of his medals, uh, the Sacred Heart. So that always gave me a strong devotion to the Sacred Heart. And uh, that that's mm-hmm. all. I just wanted to share that with you. Right. Well, thank you, Eileen. And, you know, again, I think you give us a a good reminder that these devotions um, are things that we should be practicing with our families today so that years from now they will have that same confidence in the heart of Jesus that that you have. And so passing it on from generation to generation, I I always encourage families and uh, parents to uh, introduce their, their children to that. In fact, uh, I, I came up when I was in the Apostrophe Prayer, I, I created a little booklet called Do You Know the Sacred Heart of Jesus? And it's meant for children. And uh, Chuck, maybe I, I can, um, uh, we can put that up on the Facebook page or uh, on the relevant radio page. Sure. Um, I'd be happy to send a copy of that booklet to people. And it's just a short little booklet for kids. And uh, all, all I'd ask is a donation to help our expenses. And it's it's a way that you can help St. Francis Mission. So um, if if people can, I'll give the contact information and, and maybe people who would like that booklet for their children, uh, we could send that to them. I'd be happy to do so. Well, I'll tell you what, let's do it this way. Why why don't we just, uh, if anybody's interested in this little booklet for your children on the Sacred Heart, email us at innerlife@relevantradio.com, And that's easy to remember. And then, uh, Father Jim, we'll forward all of those to you, and then you can have them and you can take take care of it from there. Will that work? Perfect. Perfect. Great idea, Chuck. Thank you. Yeah, so if you're interested in this little booklet from Father Jim Kabicki, uh, just email us, uh, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We will then forward them to Father Jim and uh, get out of the way and let you uh, let you work with uh, Father Jim on that. Again, innerlife at relevantradio.com. So, Father Jim, I've got only about uh, 60 seconds before we have to wrap things up uh, on the program today. For somebody uh, who's thinking about the Sacred Heart and just wants to grow in the devotion, I know you've alluded to it a little bit, but... Um, one or two tips on how to do that in the time we have left. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a prayer that is so common, and it's in the Litany of the Sacred Heart, and it's Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like unto yours. And uh, I think, um, or make my heart like yours, or just however we might say that in our own words. And I think, you know, to begin the day with that prayer and to remind ourselves during the day, uh, especially if we're feeling upset or angry or fearful or impatient or, you know, it's a great time to remind ourselves, wait a minute, what's going on in my heart right now? And ask Jesus to make our hearts like his so that our response to other people and to the situations of life will be more like his. Uh, so Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart like yours. Make my heart like unto thine. Um, there's different ways of saying that. That would be my my advice. Father Jim Kabicki, our spiritual director, talking about the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And again, if you'd like that little booklet, email us at life at relevantradio.com, and we will forward all of those to uh, Father Jim Kabicki. Father Jim, time to wrap things up. As you know, we like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. All right. 
Well, we thank you, Lord, Heavenly Father, for the gift of your Son, Jesus, and the gift that he makes of his heart. As he comes to us in the Eucharist, we pray that our hearts may more and more become like his heart, so that we can be the presence of your love in our world. And we ask your blessing upon us, our families and friends, and all those that we know who are in most need of your help. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. See you tomorrow.